Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk. I'm Travis. I'm Ashley. And we've got some pretty interesting questions this time. Yeah, we do. We've got a lot of questions. We actually, do. Actually, this time. <laughs> so it's another Q&A with TNA. That's clever. Didn't I come up with that? I think you did. I think so too. So, any amazing, funny, crazy stories from work this week? Um, I just, one, I was uh, delivering beer to a bar in uh, on north side of Arlington. And I come out because I was done. And there's this guy standing next to my trailer and he's wearing a baseball helmet and he's got like a foam squishy ball. And I walk up there and I'm like, what's up? And he was like, hey, man, you sell me a case of Coors Light for $10. And I'm I'm not I haven't talked about who I work for, but it's not Coors and it's not <laughs> Miller. And the company that I work for is in giant letters down the side of my very colorful trailer. So anyone looking at that would go, no, he doesn't. And I was like, no, man, I, I, I don't do that. And he was like, so you're not going to sell me a case of Coors Light for $10? No, because I don't have any. Oh, I was like, but you know what? There's this other guy and he drives this truck. And I described the driver for the other, <laughs> for the rival company that drives in my area. And I'm like, and he will sell you a case of Coors Light for $10. And he was like, I think I know that guy. It's like, or, yeah, you should go find him. You know, you can just <laughs> go in the store and buy it. No, no. <laughs> No, this guy was tweaking, but <laughs> hard. And uh, God. yeah, but there was that. Um, yeah, uh, it was just funny, right? It's not like yeah. a crazy thing that happened, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting at a light and I hear this loud engine revving. And then here goes this black Mustang because it rained all fucking day yesterday. Like that, it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. delivering beer and rolling kegs in the rain. That was awesome. But this Mustang is some kid and he just goes sliding across the highway. It was hilarious. Like sliding across the service road, does a couple of donuts in the median and then stops and then he realizes he's stuck. So of course I'm driving kind of slow. The look on his face when he realized that he had just parked his really expensive Mustang in some very muddy grass and he couldn't get out was priceless. I think he was crying a little. <laughs> the car wasn't damaged. He wasn't injured. He was just being a jackass and he just like it dawned on him in that moment when I passed, fuck, I'm stuck and I can't get out of this. <laughs> It was hilarious. How about you? Uh, nothing crazy. Uh, but then even if there was something crazy, there's this little thing called HIPAA. So I can't really talk about anything specifically. Not legally. I mean, you could yeah. talk about it and I could bust out the censored beeps again. <laughs> Uh, but let's not, not like push I said. Not, but there, there really isn't anything. It's your standard, which I don't know why. I guess a couple episodes ago, I kind of beeped out where I work, and since I'm not naming where specifically, I don't know why I beeped it out. But I work in a hospital now. I I work the night shift, and I go and I collect blood from all the patients as needed. And nothing really crazy yet. I did roll up into work one night, and there was a cop in the lobby, like diffusing some situation. And I was like, great, this is what kind of night this is going to be, but nothing overtly crazy yet. I will say that I have learned working in this field that healthcare employees are underappreciated. Uh, they get treated like shit. Well, they kind of get treated shit, not just by patients, but by the management. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Of the hospital. So already, um, I guess I've been there for just over a month now and I'm, I'm sticking with it. I need the experience, obviously, but I will say that it is not my goal to work in a hospital until retirement. Like, no fucking way. <laughs> I, I have seen the future of horror. <laughs> it's called healthcare. Other than that, like I said, nothing nothing really crazy. Just yeah. trying to, um, I'm in sink or swim territory right now, and I'm currently doggy paddling, so. Right, right. Yeah, I guess the only other thing for me, and I, I, you gave me dirty look when I told you about it, was. Uh, oh my gosh. I came, I was, I was in a neighborhood that I should not have been in at the time that I was there, but I was early, and uh, I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to get this done. And when I came back out, there were a couple guys that were about to try to steal beer off the trucks. <laughs> I swear you ask for it sometimes. I, well, you know, I got to get shit done. I talked him out of stealing beer off the truck and everything was fine. So it was good. Uh, What are we going to do with you? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Moving on. That's that's pretty much. I guess I just need to be faster. (laughs) So they don't have time to think about it. Trying to think what else, what else in private life territory. We uh, we launched the Patreon the beginning of this month, which has been interesting and unexpected because we we didn't expect anybody to, I mean, you always have a couple of people who are like, yeah, let me know as soon as you set one up and, we'll, we'll, you know, um, we want we want to support you guys. And so you, you kind of go, oh, that's really cool, you know, and but you don't actually expect it to happen. And so we're up to like eight patrons 
Thrones, which is kind of blowing my mind. But also, apart from that, this was our biggest month for listens. Like, you called me in here the other day. I mean, actually, you were kind of a big girl about it. You were like, Ashley! Well, that's, that's because you didn't answer the first <laughs> two or three times. I'll be like, hey, come look at this. No, no, no. You were very excited, <laughs> like, out of the gate. But we have every right to be. We've like, had a crazy amount of listens this month. I know. Somebody's binging in Georgia. Yeah. Whoever you are in Georgia, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's probably not my dad. <laughs> I really doubt it. I really doubt it's my dad. Um, And I don't think it's any of my other relatives just because mm, they're a certain demographic. But <laughs> So I don't expect that horror is anywhere on well, the, the radar. Well, either way, somebody in Georgia is doing work. Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you so much. Like, that just has been blowing our minds. Yeah, we, like I said, kicked off the Patreon and we started a couple of extra sideshows with that. We had a Tales from the Crypt show. We've got an action review show, I guess. We- and you know what? What's funny is that we talked about this before. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we could just podcast full time? Like, that's what we do for a living. God, I wish. But if you if you create one more show, we're gonna have to do it anyway just to be able to record them all. <laughs> True. Yeah. This is this has been crazy because, like I said, I'm I'm working night shift and it's like totally fucking with my system. So the strange thing is, is before I had this job, I couldn't sleep at night. Period. Could not go to sleep. It was like I'd fall asleep around four a.m. Wake up to wake the kids up for school. And then be up until about eight till they all got off to school. And then I'd usually take a nap again and then repeat the same cycle every day. Could not sleep no matter how hard I tried. Tried taking medication for it. Nothing. I'm just an insomniac. I did not realize that the cure to that is being hired to work overnight. (laughs) Because I cannot keep myself awake hardly at night. I mean, I guess it's a good thing that I'm basically running three floors of a hospital up and down, up and down, up and down for 10 hours. But then... I just feel like I can't get enough sleep now. Like today, I knew that we had two records that we had to do. We had a couple of movies we had to finish watching. And I was just like, I am so fucking sleepy. I cannot stay awake for this. And so that that's the part that sucks is I feel like my time isn't mine anymore, which really sucks as a parent, you know, because you and a spouse, you want that time with your significant other. You want that time with your children. But instead, every moment of free time that you have is spent sleeping because you're exhausted. Well, and this is about the only time that we spend together anymore is yeah, recording because exactly. our schedules do not mix. No. Because I leave in the morning before you get home and then I go to bed almost immediately after I get home. Right. <laughs> because I get up about three in the morning so that I can leave out about four. Yeah. And, and then my, I, don't, I don't get home until you're waking up to go to work. Right. So. And on my days off, then I'm still awake <laughs> when you're leaving to go to work. Right. So yeah, it's not fun. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. Don't recommend it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm hoping hoping one of these days to get into an actual lab or outpatient center where I've kind of got some set hours that I can depend on every day and I can have a life outside of work because right now it feels like the entire center of my universe is this fucking hospital and I hate that. (laughs) And one thing that really sucks about that is this is the first year we're not getting to celebrate Halloween. I have not put up any decorations, nothing because of the fucked up times and being tired and sleeping all the time. But the kids, they still had, they call it Red Ribbon Week here. It's basically you take an entire week to do, to dress up differently for each day. And Thursday, because they didn't have school Friday, was the day they got to um, do their Halloween costumes or whatever, which Aiden decided not to participate. Isabel can't stop burping. Isabel was a cat. And London, who is obsessed with Evan Peters right now, I mean, fair, decided that she wanted to go as Tate from American Horse story but a specific look and that is well probably in bad taste when he's going to shoot up the school he has like this skeleton makeup on and she wanted to go as that and we had bought her some face paint we had some leftover from the motley crew concert but it ultimately did not work out so she used a lot of my eyeliner i'm trying really hard not to go look at it and get upset (laughs) but she i was getting off i get off work at six o'clock in the morning so i came home and she had been up since two o'clock in the morning working on this makeup and from what she had done already she'd done a really great job but she was like I don't think I can do my other side very well you know kind of like paint your nails you do better on one side than the other and she was like can you paint the other side of my face and this is me (laughs) who's been at work this whole time and nodding off I was like I mean I can try dude but I'm not face painting's not really my thing I don't makeup's not 
really my thing. So I, <laughs> I took this face paint and <laughs> it was so shitty. <laughs> like I'm trying to paint straight lines for teeth and they're like, you got one normal size tooth and then you have another tooth that's like a two by two square. It was so fucked up. <laughs> And finally she, I was like, dude, you're not going to like this at all. And she's like, it's okay, mom, I'll go fix it. And so she had to spend, I guess, until eight o'clock in the morning after that trying to get her makeup finished. And then after that, um, I think it was Friday, like I said, they didn't have any school and I had the day off. So I had to carry her to an eye appointment and she did not wash her face very well. So she had like black makeup in her ears and behind her jaw and everywhere else. And the optometrist was trying to see if her glasses were a good fit. And so he asked her if she could pull her hair back so he could see where the glasses sat on her ears. And the first thing he notices is... The black makeup all over her ears. And she also had a teacher from the school that just happened to be there at the same time that we were there. And my mother-in-law was with us. <laughs> so the question became, what did you go to Halloween as? And she said, um, when is like, I did skull paint from a movie. And Travis's mom, who's very, very religious and very, very Republican, was like, what movie? <laughs> And London's looking at me like fucking deer in the headlights, like, mom, help, help, I don't know what to say. And so I went, um, Cobra Kai, you know, like Johnny Karate Kid, you know, like he did skeleton makeup for Halloween party. And she goes, oh, right, I remember that movie. And me and her looked at each other like, fuck. (laughs) So London looked at me later. She's like, nice save, mom. I had no idea what to fucking say. It's a good thing you've got that movie knowledge. I told her, I was like, well, if nothing else, I can think on my feet. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, moving on to what we've watched this month, because this guy's shit, this has been the year of horror if I've ever seen one. Like, it's just been consistent, bam, 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 and some pretty good fucking movies, too. Yeah, even though we've got some conflicting schedules, we still um, have managed to watch a fair amount of movies this year. Yeah, I, I don't know how we've squeezed it in, honestly, but... I have no idea. <laughs> well, a lot of it has been because some of them have come uh, straight to streaming services. Right, right, right. And that makes it a lot easier. But I think, and we've probably already talked about just in the last few months, we had Prey come out, and I think we discussed that on here a little bit. But I'm trying to think of just this month alone, because this month felt like a pretty big month for, for horror. Yeah, what did we get this month? We got Terrifier 2. Yeah. Halloween Ends. Yeah. Um... Uh... <laughs> Both. Did Barbarian come out Bar- this month? Uh, no, it actually came out the end of August, but we just now watched it oh, okay. this month. Um, and then Hellraiser, yeah, which we're we're going to be covering next week on the show on the main show. Right. So yeah, it's been it's been a pretty crazy month. One of our questions actually involves Barbarian, so right. we'll we'll get to that in a few minutes. But it's it's been pretty crazy, like of the at least four that we watched because I still haven't watched Pearl yet. I feel kind of bad, but it's not available for rent right now. It's still just the option to buy and I don't like to buy movies until I've seen them right you know and it's not that I think Pearl's gonna be bad I mean because I uh, X has been one of my favorite films from this year but you just don't know so I haven't really heard anybody talk about Pearl yet I haven't really watched any reviews on it so I don't know what to expect but at any rate I don't want to buy a movie before I've had a chance to watch it first so I've, I've that's been like I think one of the remaining films that I have not worked around to right so what have you thought about what we've seen um, well, I mean, we already reviewed, reviewed Halloween Ends, so mm-hmm. it's a good movie. I mean, it's not without its issues, but it's 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 serviceable. Barbarian was good. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, it just didn't go where I thought it was going to go, I don't think. I don't think it did for you either. I think that's the praise of the film, though. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. It's probably a good a good thing. What else? Terrifier 2, I really liked. Yeah. I really liked That's going to be your, your favorite of the year, probably. Probably. Yeah. Pro- which is weird, because that's not... <laughs> like the gore fest type movie is usually not my thing. Um, I mean, especially when they're talking about people like vomiting and getting up and walking out of the movie. Amateurs. Wimps. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. Yeah. So. And then Hellraiser will obviously go more into depth next, next week. week. Yeah. Yeah. So be sure to check that out. And if you didn't catch our review on Halloween Ends, go back and watch that. I think that's been. Or they could just listen to it because there's really nothing to watch. A couple of weeks ago. You better stop. <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> watch the movie. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I'm I'm feeling pretty happy about what we've gotten this month. I don't know that there's any film that we've seen out of the four we just mentioned that I didn't like. Like mm-hmm. I have liked everything consistently. Um, some have been better than others. Obviously, there have some like I've mentioned before that have gotten an an unreasonable amount of hate that I feel is undeserved. Say what you will, but <laughs> we'll go into more next week. But Hellraiser's one of those, and oh, uh, like I I debated on whether or not this needed to be our main topic because we we've talked about it about doing an episode before on toxic fandom but the more i thought about it we have talked about it ad nauseum yeah we've at talked least about it a lot every episode and quite frankly i'm i feel like i'm kind of done i don't really want to talk about it anymore i'm like it's it's getting the whole topic is just getting so tired and i'm getting frustrated because i hate defending the thing that i love so much to people who don't care everybody's like we we say every week people are entitled to their own opinion and we've always said just don't be a dick about it but people continue to be dicks about it and so now i'm just going whatever (laughs) yeah if you want to be a dick be a dick i'm just (laughs) when we do this show we're going to tell you what we liked and what we didn't like and if you agree great and if you don't great so cool (laughs) moving on moving on (laughs) so like you said we have a lot of questions this month so do you want to dive into those yeah yeah all right so let's see first question from karima I was going to say, who's it from? (laughs) So, what is something you've eaten and never want to eat again? Curry. Uh, Never uh. again. wrong with curry uh you remember that the time you tried making curry and you used that yellow curry powder okay but there are varying types of curry okay. uh, yeah but that has scared me away from every curry <laughs> i have made curry since then i don't know about that i just remember that one <laughs> And you know, if you if you take the time to cook it, I will eat it. Yes. Like, that has been a thing. I, I'm not ever going to just, like, not eat anything that you make. It's not going to happen. <laughs> if you, you make it, I will put it in my face. <laughs> as long as it's not curry. <laughs> never doing that again so mine is liver because my grandmother oh man I, I i don't know if i've ever told anybody on here this before but my grandmother raised me for pretty much the first uh 10 years of my life i guess and she liked liver oh my god i didn't and like this is old school raising right here right if it was put in front of you by god you better eat it you know travis and i are the type of parents if we can tell the kids just outright hate something then we're like you don't have to eat it you know because for whatever reason because london seems to have some kind of brain damage (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding she hates spaghetti i don't understand how anybody in their right mind hates spaghetti but she does she doesn't hate spaghetti she doesn't like red sauce yes i don't get it it, well it gives me heartburn well it gives me heartburn too that doesn't make it any less tasty and comforting (laughs) (laughs) which is another question if i'm I'm gonna (laughs) suffer for something i'm gonna suffer for hot sauce i'm not gonna suffer for spaghetti Oh my gosh. She had it where you better eat everything that's on your plate and you are not going to leave this table until your plate is clean, which left a lot of times of us falling asleep at the table. <laughs> like in some cases, full on head in our plate. And one of those things I remember being liver because um, my grandparents also raised animals and slaughtered a lot of them themselves. I have some traumatic stories about that, <laughs> but um, no, I liver can't, can't do it. Can't do it. It's, it's, awful awful stuff all right next question also from karima what has been the most embarrassing thing you've ever worn you go uh, first oh yeah i guess you answered first a while ago yeah i did oh gosh so my mother is a big fan of western wear always has been and not me so much i was always kind of like i i liked whatever was tr- trending in the 90s but my mom always felt the need to put us in the extremely high-waisted they were called ropers and i, I know you know what they are but extremely high-waisted western pants and those those pants resulted in some of the longest butts you've ever seen <laughs> my butt went on for miles <laughs> they and were not flattering pants on i anyone. have have a pretty impressive ass anyway so it that it didn't help <laughs> But Western shirts, um, I have, I think it's like my third or fourth grade picture. I'm actually wearing a fucking bolo tie, like a fucking Joe Bob Briggs or something. And Yeah, um, but if, if you're not Joe Bob Briggs, <laughs> you shouldn't wear one. A really horrible perm. Yeah, Western wear is just, I'm, I'm sorry if, if Western wear is your thing. Um, I know I'm not ranch dressing. <laughs> 
So I think for me, like I don't count the things that I didn't have a choice in when I was a child. I do. As, as being most embarrassing. Like I had a fucking mullet and that was my mom's fault, but I was like seven and I didn't get a choice. So I don't, I don't know. I don't count that. Like the things that are embarrassing to me would be the things that I chose. Um, like the fact that she put us in pearl snaps when I was a kid. <laughs> pearl snap Western shirts. Fucking Texas, For those of man. you that don't know. Um, hideous fucking things but i mean i didn't get to pick and i didn't have my own money to buy clothes so you know why be embarrassed about something that you can't control i was gonna say isabel is also well she's eight but she will downright throw a fit if there's something she doesn't want to wear yeah we just unfortunately lived in times where you were you better not we were too poor to throw a fit um but uh i know if i had to pick something most embarrassing thing i've ever worn it would have been my hair in high school agree because i played football and we all why do you always blame it on football because it was a team thing and like we all did this stupid fucking haircut and it was dumb and I'm not going to describe it because it was hideous but all the guys were doing it at the time and I unfortunately pictures were taken (laughs) while I had that haircut (laughs) and they're god awful. If you've ever seen pictures of Travis on our social media. You better not put that picture up. I'm not going to. I'm just saying I want you to look at that picture and then imagine him with shoulder length hair. (laughs) But shaved underneath. Yeah. (laughs) So that you can slick it back into a mohawk. Thank you for bringing that all up. I appreciate it. We've talked about it on the show before. I don't don't remember that. Yes. Let's move on to the next question. (laughs) It's embarrassing me talking about it. Okay. So because you guys like the Dark Tower series, in your opinion, uh, is his book Insomnia part of the Dark Tower series? In my opinion, yes, it is. That is the reason that I read it because it was considered uh, canon, I guess you'd say. It was supposed to be tied into that world. So Mm -hmm. yes, in my opinion, it is. And you? Um, I'm going to make you say it. I haven't read Insomnia. Yeah. I feel bad about it. I don't have time to read fucking shit anymore. Like You're not a constant reader. I well, I guess not. Thank you for embarrassing me in well, front of you. You talked about my hair. You're welcome. <laughs> No, I, I've read a great deal of Stephen King's novels, but that has never been one of them. So I unfortunately could not tell you anything about it. Yeah. As far as the second part of the question, which is how would you cast a movie based on Insomnia? I have no idea. It's been like 15 years since I read that book. I thought <laughs> oh, it was 10 honest. years a few minutes ago. Well, maybe it was 10 years. <laughs> it's been a really long time. And honestly, I would need to reread it before I could recast it. Although I will say this ties into the rest of our questions. I think I might cast Bill Skarsgård as the lead just because. I'd like to see more of him after watching Barbarian. Okay. Like, I know we're going to talk about our thoughts, but I really feel like we got ripped off on his screen time in that movie. So, I, uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. <laughs> All right. So Next. I I want to apologize to Karima that we dropped the ball on that question. <laughs> so please don't hate us too much. Well, it's it's been a really long time since I read that book. Like I remember it. I remember reading it, but to, in a detailed enough manner to like really discuss casting choices, I I would need to reread. I'm aware that there is a film out there called Insomnia that stars Al Pacino and Robin Williams. But they are not. I was going to say, to my knowledge, that's not based on that novel. That's no just sharing the title right, so yeah. right so next question and it's appropriate it's from lala i was gonna say you're going to tell who sends us these questions i have every time <laughs> thoughts on barbarian have you seen it yet yes we have yes we did we watched it last night as so, a matter of fact ashley what are your thoughts on barbarian uh i i still don't know like to be honest um it, it's gonna take some time to marinate but from i think i've watched it one and a half times now because truthfully i was extremely tired the first time I watched it and so I fell asleep in and out I was dozing off in the second half um, which is funny because that's when the majority of the stuff happens I did re-watch the second half today and so far it's fucking bonkers like I, I'm not to the point where I can say I love that movie yet I guess it, it's, it's going to take me a subsequent watch I guess but I will say that it is not like anything that I have seen recently and the decisions that they made I found it to be really refreshing and I loved playing the guessing game of it because you think that it's going to go in one direction and then they're like fuck no we're gonna take it in this direction then you're like okay you start getting comfortable in that direction like oh no 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 we're gonna do this with you now and I'm like what is going on like I'm I don't know like I will say because we're gonna keep the spoiler free I will say that I'm not I'm gonna spoil the shit no you're not I am no you're not I will say that yes there are what the monsters ultimately turn out to be in that story is a little contrived it's not anything we 
haven't seen before. And actually, it's something we've seen a few times. Yes. And it did give me the feeling of that movie, Don't Breathe, a little bit. And it's the same thing as you go in thinking it's just this heist film, like these kids are going to rob this house. And then they pull the rug out from under you. And oh, by the way, this blind guy knows how to fucking fight. So you think, oh, it's going to be that. And then, oh, wait, never mind. This guy's keeping a girl in his basement that he's trying to get pregnant. So it reminded me a lot of that storyline. See, I've never seen that. In movie, some ways, so. still, it there was just so much that I was like, what the hell? Like some of it was so jarring that I felt like I couldn't keep up a couple of times. What did you think? I liked it. I, I think that the description, like if you're pulling it up on, uh, was it Hulu or wherever the hell it's streaming at? HBO Max. If you pull it up and just read the, t- read the, like the quick synopsis of the movie or whatever, it's extremely misleading because what, what they tell you, the, the three lines or whatever you get, that's not the movie you get. That's the first five minutes of the movie, the, the little descriptor they give you. That's it. Yeah. I will say that this is a movie that you need to go into absolutely blind. I think that it heightens that experience. So, I'm pretty notorious now for not watching trailers and I don't watch any reviews until even spoiler free reviews. I don't watch until after I've seen the film. Yeah. And there's, there's a couple of points in the movie where it shifts gears hard. Like it's a total change. It's Mm -hmm. well, I mean, I can talk about casting, right? Because anybody can look up the casting. So Richard Brake and Justin Long are in this movie. Mm -hmm. And when you trans, when you transition to those characters, it's a complete change. Yes. Right. You're leaving this one world completely behind and moving into their world. So when you go from one into the next one and you're like, what the fuck? Just, oh, it's Richard Brick. What's he going to do? Yeah. Right. Which so if we've it talked hadn't about been that for the casting choices, it wouldn't have worked. Right. I don't think. I think if it hadn't been Richard Brake, if it hadn't been somebody that I'm like, oh, shit, that's a horror guy. I want to see what he does. This is going to be fucked up. Yeah. Right. I, then I would have been like, oh, come on. At least give me at least give me an explanation of why you're doing this. But since it was him, it didn't happen. And when you transition to Justin Long again, it's a, it's a hard change. Yeah. And I think I have those two switched in the order of the movie. It doesn't matter. Watch the movie. Well, if I was going to say. If it wasn't Justin Long, I don't think it would have worked because he's a great horror actor. Because yeah. he can bring comedy in when it, it probably shouldn't be funny. <laughs> like he's a, it, I feel like Justin Long is a terribly underrated actor. Obviously, if you know who Justin Long is, we've we've pretty much been following the kid since, well, I say kid, he's probably our age. We've been following him since Jeepers Creepers. And then, you know, he'd do a comedy movie here or there, like Dodgeball or something, or a romantic comedy here and there. And so you kind of, I don't feel like he can ever be pigeonholed. You know, yes, personality-wise, you kind of know that what you're going to get. He's obviously comedic, but he's constantly keeps you guessing with the types of films that he's in, I guess is my thing. Where, yes, he can do the funny, lovable, geeky guy or whatever, but then he's in some of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. And then he makes Tusk. Yeah. Like, like I, what the hell did I just watch? After after Barbarian, I rewatched Tusk last night and I was just like, what is his deal? Like, when he's in horror movies, it's like he picks the most fucked up ones he can get a hold of. But I, I think he's an honorary scream queen. <laughs> I've... <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, nobody does, male actors, does scared, I think, as well as he does. No, no, he absolutely like, does terrify very well. emotional, I'm scared, or being tortured reaction better right. than he does. Yeah. Like, it's it's believable. Right. He he may really be scared. I don't know. Maybe they're really hurting him. I have no idea. But, <laughs> but that being said, the first half of the film, that's Georgina Campbell in, um, I was going to say Alexander. Oh, I'm so terrible. You just wish it was Alexander. <laughs> no. Um, Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> So it was kind of the same thing where we had preconceived notions of what his character was going to be like based purely off of playing Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. yeah. And I will just say that every expectation you go into this film with is subverted. So my question here is like, is Lala asking this question because she's seen it and she wants to know what we think? Or is she trying to decide if she wants to watch it or not? I don't know. She did She did not say. She needs to be more specific. We got to know. <laughs> be more pacific. No. <laughs> but... I I did. I did like it very, very much. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to have to really think on it because I, I, it's such a jarring film that I feel like it's going to take me some time to really be able to, I don't know, form a, form a cohesive opinion. But right now, I will say that I enjoyed it very much. Okay. So part two of that question is your thoughts on Halloween ends. Lala, we did that I last week. I think these week. questions <laughs> probably got sent out before we did the episode. Probably. So um, just the quick one. I liked Halloween ends just fine. Quick one. I love it like i yeah <laughs> we've, we've discussed it like a bunch <laughs> I, don't know what to say. 
I loved it. Wasn't happy with a couple of things in it, but they were they were nitpicks. And uh, overall, you know, I, I was here for, for Corey Cunningham and I would die for that man now. So it's yeah, okay. Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> well, I mean, I think sort of... Like not to not to retread the what nearly hour and a half long episode we did on Halloween ends, but right. it wasn't what either of us really expected it to be. Right. It was kind of its own movie. It was very much a the the, the Halloween three of this trilogy. Yes. In that it didn't necessarily follow the formula that you expected it to, and that it's it. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be the last Halloween. They're going to make more. They're yeah. going to make more Halloweens. But for this trilogy, it was fine. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it didn't go exactly where everybody thought it should go and got a lot of hate for that. Well, much like we were just talking with Barbarian, we were saying that we didn't come right out and say it, but I think that their marketing for that film, the fact that they didn't tell us anything was absolutely genius. So part of the problem that Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills had was they gave us almost everything up front. You you saw all of the highlights in those trailers, which was why by the time Kills came around, I was like, I'm not going to fucking watch any trailers. Like, I I don't want to because I don't need to know everything about the movie before I'm going in. And Barbarian played that really smartly, I think. And so I guess this, they took notes maybe because didn't know anything about Halloween Ends. You didn't know. I I strongly suspect that they did that on purpose. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, no, no. I strongly suspect that they gave too much away on the first and second films on purpose so that when they just gave you a little piece on the third one, more people showed up to watch it. Because if they had Mm -hmm. done the same thing with the trailer on ends that they had done on the first two, a whole bunch of those people wouldn't have shown up to see it. I don't know about all that. If they had given a bunch of shit away in the stra- in the trailer for this one, I don't think they would have sold as many tickets. I don't know. I just, I remember hearing or reading Jamie Lee Curtis saying that people were going to hate this movie. She could not have been more right. I just, I'm not one of those people that hate it. But again, we're not going to, we're not going to tread that water again. Um, See the episode we, or listen to the episode we did a couple weeks ago. Okay. Next. Also from Lala. I I would like to know y'all's music guilty pleasures. <laughs> LOL. Mine being Spice Girls and BSB. Is that back, Backstreet Boys? Yes. No judgment. <laughs> Too damn late for that. Um, You will not get any judgment on my end. Oh, so. I'm, I've got it. I've got it ready. <laughs> oh, all the judgment. <laughs> Okay. Um, did you go first on the last one? I did go first, so it's all you, baby. Oh, goddamn. Um, <laughs> Kings of Leon. I'm normally like a metalhead. Yeah. You know. What's like, that other one? Mumford and Sons? <laughs> You know, they had a couple, and then uh, that was it. Uh, but yeah, Kings of Leon's kind of where I'm at right now. I gave him the hardest time. I was like, why are we listening to this spoon-tapping, <laughs> folky music? Like, like you have to understand. You listen to Lionel Richie. I don't want to hear it, anything out <laughs> of you. What's wrong with Lionel Richie? Everything. <laughs> no, there's not. So you have to understand how jarring this is for me as a partner, okay? Because when Travis and I got together, he was like full on angry metalhead guy. I listened to so much Rage Against the Machine. Yes. Like all the time. Yes. Like angry, angry guy. And it's so weird. Like I will say that I'll get in the car and there'll be a pop song on and Travis will be like, oh, I like this song. And I'll be like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. But on my end, like you said, throwing me under the bus. I, I'm a child of the 80s. My parents, well, mom, uh, my parents have been divorced for a very long time. But my mom, my aunt, uncles, they all listen to 80s music, whether it was pop or it was hair metal, whatever. I've, there, There's some Mexican language songs that are part of my childhood. But like Lala in the 90s... <laughs> Like I had very, I had two very different personalities. Okay, because on one end I was listening to Metallica and Pantera and Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails, but then I was also I was not immune to the boy band craze either. So I was not a Backstreet Boys girl, but I was an NSYNC girl. So. If I'm in the car and NSYNC comes on, I will still sing their shit and I don't care. <laughs> so I, I, my musical tastes are very varied, but the difference is, is I'm not ashamed of anything that I listen to because who the fuck cares? Okay. Next question. Also from Lala. She's just full of questions. <laughs> last meal choices and last movie to enjoy with your meal. I'd have a steak. Like, okay, so we need to clarify here. Last meal, why? Is it last meal because you're like, it's death row and you're getting the chair tomorrow? Last meal? Or like, I don't know. I think she just means <laughs> no. if you were if you were going to die tomorrow. Like, I know I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. That's you tough. just I still, have, I still have a steak. And I'm thinking about the movie part. <laughs> what would you eat while I think about a movie? <laughs> 
was depending on you during the pause break to <laughs> come up with your I don't answers. Know. I think it would have to be something funny. Like I might, I might watch like Army of Darkness or something. Okay. Because I think if it was going to be my last, especially if I'm getting the chair. Thanks, Lala. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I think I'd want to see something funny. So some probably, probably a Bruce Campbell flick. Okay. Kind of so, a feel good movie. Last thing I'm ever going to eat. I think um, I th- this is very similar to a question we answered way at the beginning of our show. Um, I think I'd want to eat my granny's food, like her tortillas, her her fried chicken. Like I know that sounds weird, really fried chicken tortillas. I I don't mean necessarily those things together. I just mean I want to eat something she personally cooked. Her food is is very comforting to me. And I was sitting here trying to think. Okay, like two favorite movies of all time. Anybody that knows me knows that that is either Predator or Robocop. And I think I'm going to go Robocop on this one. Well, I think everybody that knows you also knows you eat slow enough to watch both of those during the meal. (laughs) That's fair. But yeah, I think I'm going to go Robocop just because that one's a little bit more, it ends on a happier note, a more triumphant note, I guess. So that would be the thing. I'd be having the food that makes me happy and sitting there saying, fuck yeah. What's your name, son? Murphy. Arnold was triumphant at the end of his. Arnold looked very sad and worn the fuck out. Yeah, but he won. Yeah, but still. Covered himself in mud. He had like a torch. He screamed at stuff. It was good. (laughs) Yeah, I just want you to think the look on his face as he's sitting in the helicopter. That hit a fuck my life look, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go Robocop in Granny's food. All right, all right. Next Lala question: What horror movie from 2022 would you delete if you could? You go first because I'm about to make everybody mad. Really? Yeah. I, I might make some people mad too. Okay, you go first Just- anyway. <laughs> I want them to get mad at you first. <laughs> So I think for me, it's going to be Texas Chainsaw 2022. And good choice. I, Solid choice. <laughs> I know that there are people out there that enjoyed it. Um, I can like it was another one that people argued about saying that it was woke and all that, which you know how I feel on the subject. I think that's stupid. Well, to be fair, people think that every movie is woke now. Pretty much. But for me, it had nothing to do with that because I can make an argument that it's actually the opposite of that. And they're making fun of those tropes. I just don't know that it brought anything new to the table. I don't think that it had any new story to tell. I don't think it had anything original to bring. And the fact that it was trying to capitalize on the popularity of 2018's Halloween just made it kind of ridiculous. And I just don't feel like it's needed. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre, while there are entries in the franchise that I absolutely love or will defend, like The Next Generation even being one of those, which I know is reviled by most people, honestly, I I don't know that anything beyond the first one was needed. Like, even though I like some of them, they weren't needed at all. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a perfect film. Well, I mean, we've talked about that with Halloween, too. After yeah. the very 1978's Halloween, if they'd never made another one, it was okay. Yeah. Would have been fine. Yeah. So Doesn't mean we don't still like some of the next ones. Oh, yeah. But, no, no, no. But, yeah, it was okay where they left it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's my pick. Now, prepare to make people angry, including myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I would delete X. Bold words, man. Bold words. Although, I will tell you right now that I believe Lala was not a huge fan either. Yeah. Well, you go, girl. Um... (laughs) It's not because it's a bad movie. I just didn't care. Like there wasn't, I didn't find any of the characters engaging. Um, I didn't feel like the story was particularly suspenseful. I mean, as soon as they went, like as soon as they get introduced to characters, like, okay, it's camp counselors at Camp Crystal Lake and they're all about to die. Like as soon as you meet them, you know, um, because like these are these, they're the same stereotypical characters that you get anywhere else. So, I mean, I feel like it, you, you read the movie in the first 10 minutes and sure enough, they all die. The killer is... Not necessarily what you would expect them to be, but... Is this because of the time I looked you in the face and said, I will not live a life that I don't deserve? I don't... Did you say that? (laughs) That was a joke because that's oh. one of the things that the main character said, which is why I was engaged with her character. Oh, okay. All right. And you know what's weird is that you, there's so much sex in this movie that you think as a dude, he'd be like, hey, I just didn't care. I think that's it. I, I, I don't, I don't feel like it did anything for the genre. I don't feel like, I don't feel like X accomplished anything. If it was more like an exploitation film, like we're going to show a bunch of blood and guts. It was filmed like an exploitation film. We're going to show a bunch of titties and that's it. Well, see, I and think somehow they're getting a sequel or a prequel. Well, 
Well, I, don't I think get it. that's one of the things that I liked about it is because sort of like in the same vein as Hatchet, where you went so long with having the teen horror craze pop up and somebody like Adam Green or Ty West went back and said, let's take it back to what it used to be and how, you know, people just enjoy that mindless splatter. Although I will say that in X, it, it was a little bit deeper than that. But it just felt like a nice nostalgic throwback to those films that as a kid, you're sitting here going, I know I shouldn't be watching this because people be fucking and people yeah, be getting killed. I, I guess. So I guess that's what I loved about it. I think for me, it not was Not to like, mention it's shot beautifully. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not a bad movie. It's just like, it's it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre with more sex and no chainsaw. I mean, that that's kind of what it is. They go to an old farmhouse and they all die. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's not- I ins- just think that was the point. That's it's all. not that it's a bad movie. I just didn't care that anybody made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't because it didn't do anything for me. Unlike like Terrifier, like we've got a whole new villain now, right? I mean, I get it. He was introduced in, was it Tales from Halloween or all mm, whatever that was way back when. And it was a different actor in that initial one. But now we've got that dude with three names because David everybody's Howard got Gordon. three fucking names now. <laughs> it's, it's just, more, look, I can't remember one name. <laughs> And now I have to remember three for everyone. <laughs> it's too much. It's three times too much. And he's 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 amazing. And Art the Clown is like a new horror icon. Almost. <gasps> I said oh, it. Oh, he said the word. I said it. He said the word. I did not say that word. I just used one that's adjacent to it. <laughs> Like that, that brought something new to the to the genre. You know what I mean? Like we've got a whole new character. We've got something new. To, we got a new toy. Yeah. And I just don't feel like that one did that for us. Okay. All right. Well, now that Travis has disappointed everybody, now that we lost all on. our patron, <laughs> except for Lala, because she agreed. Except for Lala. <laughs> Thank you for being on my side. Okay. Next Lala question. What are things about meeting new people that are red flags? We can't be friends. And has the pandemic changed your look on the world and people? So that's a that's a two-parter. It is a two-parter. I guess for me, I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys know this about me already. I'm, despite how I come across on the show, I am a very quiet, introverted person. And I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve. I get my feelings hurt pretty easily. I take things to heart. I take things personally. And I'm a chronic people pleaser. I don't want to upset people. I don't want to feel like I've ever hurt anybody's feelings or done something that's not to their satisfaction. I know it's horrible. Uh, I've been accused on more than one occasion of not having a backbone. So I I don't know. It's not something I feel like I can change. It's like take it or leave it. On the other hand, I don't feel like I ever do anything but treat people with kindness and the utmost respect and try to do everything in my power to make them happy. That's that's part of my love language, I guess, is I'm always trying to make gifts for people or do things that, you know, like I'm, I'm this, I don't know, I, I guess I'm a try hard a little bit. But for some reason that I don't have very many girlfriends. I tend to get along with guys a lot better just because you don't have to try so hard. Like Travis and I have worked very well for so long because he doesn't expect anything from me. You know, he, he knows who I am and he's good with it. I don't have to try to pretend to be something that I'm not. You know what I mean? And, but I don't make friends with people very well. And at the top of that list, I'm going to say are type A personalities. I just, I don't make friends with those people very well. And it's not that you can't be extroverted or, or, you know, louder, whatever. That's fine. What, it's a specific type of type A personality, I mean. And it's those people who want to be an asshole just for the sake of being an asshole. So I have come into contact with a couple of people like that here recently. And they, it's like they're proud of it. You know, they'll say, oh, I understand that I'm a lot. And it's like, why are you proud of that though? You know, I I don't deal well with those types of people. It's like, just because you can be a dick doesn't mean that you should be a dick. Try to, it, it's, it, it sounds corny, I know, but it's, it's all going back to that whole golden rule thing of treat others the way you want to be treated, which is pretty much how I've lived my life by. And when people, it's, it's like they can sense it in you, I guess, that you're a little bit softer. And so then that makes you an easy target. And it's like they smell blood in the water. And as soon as they go, oh, this is a person I can walk on, then they absolutely 
absolutely capitalize on it. So as soon as I see that someone's going to be that type of person where they're just throwing their big dick around or whatever, I'm like, it's not going to happen. We're not, I don't like you. <laughs> you? Okay. So Ashley can vouch for this. I don't really have friends, but I don't go out of my way to make friends. I worked in retail for a really long time. I can exist in that environment and be a totally different person. She has seen it. She thinks it's freaky. How yeah, I turn he, that starts, on. he starts saying, become another bison, become yeah, another I'm bison. A dis- I'm a disguisey. <laughs> and that's a good movie. We just <laughs> I like Master of Disguise. <laughs> anyway, I and I can exist in that environment, and, and you would never know that I'm not part of it, probably. Um, but I'm not. I'm not terribly social outside. I'm, I'm not terribly social, <laughs> period. But I think the ones that get under my skin the most are the people that come up, and they're like overly friendly the first time you meet them. It's usually the guys, right, that come up, and they've got like this big personality, and they're loud, and they want to shake your hand and touch your elbow while they're doing it. And I get it. That's supposed to be some kind of like alpha pissing on your leg thing. Never heard of that. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a display of power we are not going to be friends fuck you <laughs> like I, I can't handle that good old boy backslapping bullshit i just can't do it I, there are people that touch me the first time we meet like if they come up and like put their hand on me it's like get your goddamn hand off me you don't know me okay. this is the first we've we've talked we've said three words to each other get your so hands off are you telling me that lala's not allowed to give you a big bear hug when you finally she meet? absolutely can <laughs> I'm talking about people that like, like at work, when they walk up to you, you're meeting them for the very first time and they're like shaking your hand and slapping you on the back at the same time. Get fuck you. <laughs> like, get off. I don't. We are not friends ever. Now. Ever. <laughs> Just a really strong feeling. I like my space, right? Like, I, I got a bubble and I appreciate people <laughs> stay the fuck out of my bubble. <laughs> Like, I just, I don't know, it's a thing. But yeah, like that, when they come in and they're like, I'm going to dominate the room. Yeah, we're not going to be friends. Because again, that's just like, I don't know. I don't know if they're overcompensating for something or what, but but that type of personality, I just don't go for it. I don't have this, I don't have the problem with like the, I guess the type A's that you do. Um, well, we tip, you're I, kind I'm, of, you're a little <laughs> bit of a type A personality, but no, somehow we make it work. I'm not made, sure we, how. We figured out. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it for me. It's like the, the personalities that are, that are so big, they're fake, I think. That really puts me off. I actually, I usually get along better with people that just don't talk a lot at first, right? Like there's this guy that I'm friends with and we've been friends for 20 years, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The first year that we knew each other, we maybe said 10 words to each other because <laughs> he's kind of the same way I am, right? And he just doesn't talk to people that much. But over time we got to know each other and now we're good friends and we've known each other forever and and it's cool. But it was like we had to both work our way in. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like and, relationships that build more organically. And I've, I feel like that works better. Like you can't just force people together and expect them to get along. Like, right. like I said, I can turn that switch and be that person, but it stops the door when I leave. Well, Ashley knows this. Mm-hmm. The people I work with, they would never know that we're not great friends for the most part because I will never call them when I'm not at work. <laughs> And it's nothing personal. That's just me. Yeah. Um, unlike the people that I'm talking to right now, I talk to you guys all the time when I'm off work. Yeah. Because I actually like y'all. Yeah. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I, man, I feel like a dick now. <laughs> I think that that kind of, I think we can piggyback our answers from the next question off of that, actually, about about the pandemic. How has the pandemic changed your look on the world and people? And I think that a lot of that, I mean, I, I've always been introverted and have kept to myself. Travis and I tend to live in our own own bubble so to speak but I think when the pandemic happened and people were kind of forced to spend more time with themselves or their families I think a lot of people just realized maybe now that they don't like people as much as they thought they do and are more comfortable being alone I mean maybe maybe I'm wrong in that I I I did know people that didn't like being having to be on their own because they like human interaction and want to be around people so I know that it was hard on a lot of people I'm just not one of them like I'd be okay to be on lockdown pretty much anytime because I'm like "Ah, I don't want to go out there there's too many people out there (laughs) so I don't know I think uh, I think for me, it's, I think the, the thing that people that has sort of been made apparent to me since the pandemic is how fucking lazy people are <laughs> sometimes. Well, I mean, cause we we're, we're hiring all the time. We've had such a hard time to hire and I, you're giving me this cringe face. It's terrible, right? Like what we do is not easy. And it's, it, we never, we never hide the fact that what we do is, is difficult and that it's very physical, but I get really frustrated with the people that are like, come in there and they're like, yeah, I want to do that until they're like, wait, I have to sweat. Oh, fuck this. I'm out that just I don't know I don't know what people do for a living anymore because like everywhere we go is hiring everywhere I think you that go that is a very delicate situation 
vacation. It's not for me. Take your lazy ass to work. <laughs> and we've just lost half our viewers because <laughs> not everybody thinks that way anymore. Yeah. So like I was saying, I think that there's there's a line there. I'm part, I would say I'm part of a group now that thinks that people are not compensated well enough for what they do because a lot of jobs out there are hard. But people like us who don't exactly have a choice in the matter, you have to take what you can get. Those, I think that we need to be treated more fairly. You know, kind of like how waitresses forever were only depending on tips in order to live and having to survive off of that. And waitressing's a hard fucking job. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's a hard job. Like I've been talking about in the medical field, firemen, police officers, people in retail who are going out there and doing the service jobs and working 12 hours and beyond a day and only making, you know, 12 dollars. It's ridiculous. Something that didn't changed during, during the pandemic that was really disappointing to me is that I, I was in retail through that whole thing and we kept going to work, right? And I get it. It's not, I guess they, they said we were part of the critical infrastructure or whatever because we sold food and I, I get it. And you, but they made a big deal out of it at the time, right? Like these people are here and they're going to continue to go to work so that you can buy food and still eat even though you're stuck at home all the time. And there was like five minutes there where people were like, you know what? These are people too and they're working and we're glad that they're here so that we can buy food and toilet paper because I need seven years worth of toilet paper in my closet. Yeah, the toilet paper thing was insane. But well, then as soon as it was sort of over, they were like, no, nah, fuck those people. They're not real people anymore. And I feel like, all, you you, we, you know, the people that in, in service industries got like, you can't see how close together my fingers are. We got this much respect during the pandemic. And as soon as people decided it was over, it all went away again. Well, I think my big problem now is the way, and, and I think we touched on this on the last Pillow Talk maybe, was the disrespect that people employees get treated with is just blows my mind because you have a lot of people that will in some cases leave you and lead you into a job under false pretenses they like to say the company's really big on uh, work-life balance that that's a big one and I haven't seen that yet in any job that I've had in the last year your time means absolutely dog shit to them well I mean that's what they said where I'm at now but let's be honest they say what they have to to get you in there I understand but then they turn around and I'm sorry but kind of to talk about what you were just saying there's people like well people don't want to fucking work anymore. They don't want to work anymore. Well, goddamn, I wonder why. When they don't get paid enough to survive inflation and going into a territory now where you can't hardly afford to even fucking live anymore, yeah, but especially I'm, here in Texas. I'm talking about the people that don't work in the specific thing that I do. Yeah. Because we get compensated pretty damn well for what we yeah, do. Yeah, you make a lot better I than I a, do. I make, I, I get paid pretty well for what I do. What I do is very, very physical mm-hmm. and we never hide the fact that it is. Yeah. Like you have to go take a physical physical and lift things and move shit and demonstrate that you can do this before you get in there. That's what frustrates me about that specific thing is that they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. And they're like, wait, but it's hard. Yeah, it's fucking hard. We told you it's hard. Yeah. Like, oh, I quit. Well, okay. <laughs> like, I, I just, have at least a moment, I, but it's every day that I want to quit. I know. But the, th- the one that pisses me off is like uh, when people are disrespectful, to like wait staff and that sort of thing, like, hey, that's not an easy job. I've seen it. Like I come in through kitchens a lot now and I get to interact with line cooks and stuff like that. God damn, I couldn't keep up with half the stuff going on back there. So my level of respect has increased for them a whole lot. But I just, I feel like, yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't feel like anybody gives those folks the, the respect that they deserve for what they do. Because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And I do agree, they are probably not being compensated fairly for what they're dealing with. No, absolutely not. I don't know what they make, but I would assume having been to dinner with people in my family and seeing how there are people, a person in my family and how they have treated wait staff, they don't get paid enough to put up with that shit. Right. No, they re- they really don't. So uh, from that side of it, if they're like, this is not worth the money, I would understand that. Yeah. That I understand. Yeah. Like um, I've heard, I've heard the thing from a lot of people like you, sh- this person should not have to make what they should not be allowed to be making what I am making. You know, the difference between I'm a teacher and I don't get paid this much, but yet somebody who works at McDonald's should get paid this much. Jobs are like Travis and I've had this conversation more than once. It doesn't matter what you do versus what this person does. A j- every single job is hard, in my opinion. Unless you're sitting and being paid to watch TV all day, jobs are hard. And it doesn't matter.
matter what it is. It's just, it's just hard in varying levels. It's hard in different ways where one job may be physically exhaustive. Another job may be emotionally exhaustive, but it's still exhaustive no matter what, you know? And I, I guess that's my thing. Like mine right now is physically and emotionally <laughs> exhaustive. So like I hurt in places I didn't know I could hurt. And you go to bed thinking that your, your body's going to get rested and then you wake up and go, oh no, I still fucking hurt. So yeah. So I guess to really answer that question, how has my attitude towards people changed since the pandemic? I still think most people suck. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I just, I think, I think that in some ways the pandemic brought out kind of the worst in people. And you would hope that something like that wouldn't necessarily, but I think it, it just made a lot of people more selfish, honestly. So I don't know. We just got canceled. So it's fine. It's, it's probably, you did. I didn't. It's probably okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Lala question. I'm a breakfast for dinner girl. I like you. I'm a breakfast for dinner guy. Um, what's your comfort foods? Um, tacos. <laughs> tacos are my comfort food or basically anything from Los Naras, which is a restaurant here in town and it's badass. I could live inside their tortas. Like I could make a house out of a torta and live in there. They're that good. <laughs> I am a, uh, my, my comfort food while I, I will, uh, give Travis some, uh, I, I will agree with him on Los Naris cause that is a pretty fantastic restaurant here, but I am typically a pasta gal, like any form of pasta. I find a big warm blanket, like curl up on the couch, big bowl of pasta of some sort. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. But you're weird. Cause you don't even necessarily have to have sauce on your pasta. No, I don't. You will I really just like don't. olive oil that shit and eat it anyway. Yes, I will. Like, um, there's one one that I really, really liked. It's, I think that they call it peasant pasta. And it's basically, if you don't have sauce, what else can you put in there in place? And that's one of my You better put favorites. some water on that cereal. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, I. It's carbs. I. I fucking love carbs. Let's let's not get it twisted. <laughs> I will go for some breakfast though, and you do too. I. We've done the breakfast. My for grandpa thing. was a big fan of waking up at three o'clock in the morning and making breakfast or having it for dinner. I believe your dad was the same way. Like he would eat breakfast anytime for for dinner tonight. Let's just make pancakes. It, it didn't matter. Like he would go to a restaurant, and if they offered breakfast in the afternoon, he would order breakfast. Yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to breakfast either, but um. Yeah, pasta. As many things as I hate about Texas, I am a huge, huge, huge fan of Whataburger and could pretty much eat that any day of the week. So yeah, I I just love carbs. Carbs are comforting. And I, uh, what sucks, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep harping on this, people. I, I don't mean to. But one of the other things that sucks about my job right now is that I'm not hungry anymore. Like ever. Like I go to work with Red Bull and that's pretty much all I have in my body for, <laughs> for 10 hours. And by the time I get around to my lunch break, I'm like, I'm not fucking hungry. I'm stressed out and I'm tired and I have gotten sick on more than one occasion. So when I come home, I don't want to eat then either. So I've, I've lost about 15 pounds yeah. <laughs> as of this recording. See, see, for me, it's the opposite because once I get, once I leave in the morning, like if, if I eat something at the house, that's it until I get home that night. So after I've been moving heavy shit all day, like by the time I pull in the driveway, I'm like, I'm going to eat the mailbox on my way to the front door. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm fucking starving. <laughs> my stomach thinks my throat's been cut. I'm, <laughs> it's time to eat. And if it's tacos, it's great. Yeah. Uh, you know what you I was know what? thinking of? Any kind of? of charred meat in a tortilla. Any kind of charred meat in any kind of tortilla. I'm down. Yeah, charred meat's pretty good. <laughs> I, uh, That's my love language. I was thinking about your love language. Is tacos. You give tacos to other people? No, but I, I don't accept think he... them. You can, ex- you can receive <laughs> love. Not... You don't have to give it. It's <laughs> not what that means. But you can means. receive it. That's not what that it means. Is, it's what it means to me. <laughs> it means how you show your yeah. love to other people. Okay, well, yours should be tacos then. And you should... <laughs> You should make more. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, man. This last one is not even fair. Who's your favorite drag queen? Also from Lala. Who is your favorite drag queen, Medea or Mrs. Doubtfire? Is it my turn first? Or is I, it think turn? I think you've gone first on the, like the last four or five. Okay, then talk. I don't want to go first. Yeah, you talk. I really don't. Talk. All right. That's an unfair question because Mrs. Doubtfire is the OG, but Medea's funny as hell because she's going to slap that gum out of your face. <laughs> Or you, if you don't, whatever. I always get that wrong, but I can see it in my head and it's hilarious. No, because you, you literally that gum. you literally quoted it yesterday. Because <laughs> I have thought about doing that so many times. Because me and Isabel, we were we were in here. We were both popping that gum. We were going over our numbers on uh, Podbean. He was, this was when, you know, like I said, he got all excited. Oh my God. So me and Isabel, I was trying to teach her how to pop or how to blow bubble. And she was like, oh my God, how do you do that? So we were in here chewing the gum and blowing bubbles and Travis was like, Little girl, if you don't stop popping that gum. 
So I'm going Mrs. Doubtfire. I have some opinions on Tyler Perry movies that I did not have in the beginning, but have kind of come around to in later years. But You're I have to disclose those to me after <laughs> we get done. I will. But I'm going to have to say Mrs. Doubtfire just because, first and foremost, Robin fucking Williams. Like, God rest his soul, because there I don't know that there's ever been another comedic actor or actor live up to his standards. Second, I have more love and nostalgia for that character, specifically. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. To me, that's, I mean, you, you could say something like maybe Divine or whatever, although I'm not terribly familiar with Divine's films. But as far as just male actors dressing up in drag I really think that it all started with with Robin Williams and I think Tyler Perry probably just took a cue from him if I'm well he may have (laughs) but it's still funny Medea's still funny they are funny and and I know that there's probably stuff about the the whole movies right like the movies that he makes but we're just talking about that one character of Medea yeah and I think they're funny yeah I I but Robin Williams is the goat so I I, yes yes absolutely so I'm I'm going Mrs. Delphi I'm going to probably have to... Hello! Why you got to make me choose? (laughs) I think I'm going to... I'm going to have to go Miss Doubtfire probably. Yeah. Even though Medea makes me laugh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that is all of our questions. We want to say thank you to Lala and Karima and remind everybody that you can turn in submissions anytime you want. If you want to DM us, email us. Some of you have my phone number. (laughs) Feel free to text me. Submit us your questions anytime you feel like it. Doesn't matter what it is. I love putting Travis on the spot. I think he needs that once in a while, that kick in the pants. I think it's awesome that I don't get to see the questions until we sit down to record (laughs) these episodes. I think that's badass. He, He doesn't care throughout the month one way or the other until it comes time to answer him then he's like oh what we got we got to answer yeah. questions so the way this works is <laughs> hey we need to record pillow talk okay so we sit down here and she's like oh we got a bunch of questions oh shit we got a bunch of questions what are they do i have to think a lot for these questions he is lying no because i will tell him hey lala just texted me or karima just texted me or kent just texted me and gave us these questions and, <laughs> and then he's like oh okay and then this is what i like to call the selective hearing that only has husbands can do because I will tell him and then it's gone in five minutes. This is why we have to watch a movie five times before we actually talk about it because Travis is like, oh, that movie we watched yesterday? I've already forgotten okay. it. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably fair. Here's what's also fair is that half of Lala's questions came on one day and the other half of her questions came two days later. But you knew we had questions and at any time you could have said, hey, you mentioned we had questions. What are those questions so I can be thinking about them? Would this be the time when you're asleep and I'm awake or the time when I'm asleep and you're awake? That rare window when that, we're both that awake. 30 minute window. <laughs> <we're> both... <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to have to have it like a huddle, like football. <laughs> Like, there's some play calling involved. What are the questions? What's going on? No, thank you. <laughs> Let's not do that. But anyway, thanks, guys, for being here with us. And yeah. next week, we will come back, like we said, to talk about Hellraiser. And... And Lala can send more questions about food. I like the food questions. <laughs> Anybody can send questions about food. Like, Travis, what's your favorite meat on top of meat on top of meat? Right. How <laughs> many how many layers of bacon can you put on a sandwich? <laughs> the limit does not exist. There's no limit. <laughs> Anyway, guys, take care. Bye. Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby.